This is Leave Your Mark. I'm Vince Cortez, and today's guest is Casey Vormore, a.k.a. Remlov. He is an autistic and self-taught pencil artist based in Montreal. He specializes in photorealistic drawings of everything he finds interesting from animals to cityscapes. Casey has an incredible eye for detail and the ability to hyperfocus, which is depicted in his drawings. He's developed this gift since his childhood for calming his mind and learning to understand in a cruel world. Casey, thank you for being my guest here today. Well, thank you for having me. Hi there and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast, Leave Your Mark, with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it, it's Cortez. If freeze and shop is in it, it's Cortez. Leave Your Mark is about inspiring the world, one guest at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb, it's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. Well, yours is quite an interesting story. Uh, you're a young man at the age of 45, and you started out in Appleton, Netherlands. And yeah. you have a twin brother. Yes. Share with me what your childhood was like uh, growing up in the Netherlands and when you made your way over to Montreal. Well, my childhood was very challenging. Um uh, because of like autism related issues I didn't know that yet that I was autistic but I had a lot of troubles with communicating making friends understanding language uh, spoken language and everything around me with school and work so yeah everything was quite a struggle now when when did you realize that things were difficult was it when you were very young or was it as you begin to get older, you, you mentioned that your brother and you were very close when you were younger and he was a bit of a guide uh, to you as far as how to behave. Yes. Yeah. I already noticed when, when I was really little in elementary school, I already noticed that that there was something different about me because all the other kids were like extroverted and communicating with each other. And, and I was just not able to do that, that social interaction and and um and so my twin brother we were almost always together and so i just copied whatever he did so um yeah to, to find my way through uh socializing with other kids and i just did whatever he did i said whatever he said and yeah he was my example for uh, uh with things like that now um can you share with me some of the 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 process of your thinking uh and and in those moments where you realized that you were different i had a lot of fear actually um and the, the process of my thinking it was just like big chaos just a, a big chaos and, and not understanding anything around me uh finding myself in the schoolyards while while everybody's playing games and and uh, interacting socially, and I was just standing there, not knowing what to do, and uh, and how to present myself, or what to say, or I didn't understand all the games, and um, yeah, it's mostly explained by that. So, uh, so you would basically alienate yourself as a comfort zone. Is that how that would work for you? Um, I did not really uh, alienate myself in, in uh, like on purpose. 
uh, I really try to to engage, but um, and I put a lot of effort into it. I I really studied all the other kids, like to try to understand their behavior and their words, and and even memorizing everything, like literally, and then copying it in similar situations just to fit in. Um, yeah, that I I did find myself often with games, uh, like yeah, sitting in the corner by myself when I was like super overwhelmed by everything, um, on the schoolyard and places like that. What I, what I find interesting is is later on when you were officially diagnosed at, at age twenty one, kind of uh, swinging back now into this window of middle school age, and you sharing with me now what you did, um. Because the school system wasn't really equipped for someone of your mindset, the the situation was more difficult for you. When in oh, fact, yeah. so in in that line, the formal education, you being smart enough, and then not knowing this till later, that had it been skewed to your level of thinking, you probably would have been a straight A student. But because it wasn't yeah. skewed towards your line of thinking, you're considered an outcast and all of these ugly things happen to you. So in that structure of the, the formal school system, where did it not connect for you? Where did you have like it wasn't uh, the uh, the understanding just wasn't happening? Um the a regular school setting um in the elementary school i already had a lot of troubles with that um i wasn't bullied yet in elementary school much more so in middle school but in all those schools um big classes lots of noises uh no filters like um uh noises coming in from outside from from the from the hallway in the school from the schoolyard and um, I couldn't filter out the teacher's voice, so I, I wasn't able to follow anything. Or if we were supposed to read something in school, like a book, I wasn't able to concentrate on that. And and I took aside from that, I took language extremely literally. Mm. So even if I did follow, it just it just went too fast. Everything went too fast for me to process. Um, so I really just needed more time. Um, to, to process and and a lot more quiet around me rather than a regular school setting where everything is just chaos and when at what point when you go out in a public setting does that noise uh pick up is it right out the front door or is it once you hit you know from point a to point b on the way over or like describe to me when you go out um because you referenced the noise yeah yeah what what is that that distraction for you um my ears my hearing is extremely sensitive i, I can hear sounds of frequencies that other people cannot hear like low sounds and also very high sounds and everything comes in just as loud when you don't have uh, autism you have a certain filter you can like filter out 
things that are important to you and things that are not important to you up to a certain level and and I don't I don't have that filter so everything like like from from the sound of the wind from the sound of the rain from cars birds dogs barking people talking on the streets everything just comes in just as loud and there's just no filter so from the moment I leave my quiet apartment I already get bombarded with all those all that sensory input and so by the time I get somewhere, I already lost half of my energy just to coping with those, with all that bombardment of uh, sensory inputs. Now, with that much going on in the way of distraction, you know, how does a young person, being that you're, you're in a bit older now, how, you didn't have the experience when you were younger how to manage that. So that level of mental exhaustion from all the noise um, the idea of learning something or being in the in a comfortable space mentally to learn something or absorb it, it's just not going to happen. So the formal education ends, you said, here at middle school, and you made some attempts afterwards to do the formal education, and it still didn't work. So what was the process that you and, and how old were you when you decided to learn a different way? Um. To learn in a different way um, was never really all that all that possible. Uh, at, at at my thirties, uh, when I was like thirty one, I started another education just to try again because I did voluntary work and it was just way below my yeah, like way below my interest. And I'm highly intelligent actually. Turned out much later. So and then cleaning and things like that, or filling envelope whole days, not really stimulating and. Um, so at, at, when I was like 31, I started education, something I was really interested in, in medical sciences. And, um, and there I also came across the same things again. And, uh, and I just noticed, okay, when I study at home, I can learn all that time spent in school was just practically wasted time and energy. I was just there present at school and I wasn't learning anything. And and then as soon as I came home, I just spent a lot of effort into looking things up online and learning from books because there I had the quiet and peace to actually really learn. And I was just, in that education, I was a straight A student because I learned about, okay, this is how I can learn. But it did still cost a lot of energy because I had to be in school the whole day. And then afterwards, I had to actually do all the studying. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You are listening to Vince Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. Now, what length of time from now, so you're in your 30s, then that you, be, you begin to be an artist in a professional line? Yeah. And now you're so at 31, you're moving forward with being a, an artist full time at this point. Uh, not or as it come a little bit later. Yeah, it, it comes later at 31. I was like, yeah, I was I was drawing a bit here and there doing some a commission here and there, like drawing somebody's dog. But it was it was not a lot yet. So um, that that came much later uh, and when I was. Um, uh, it was yeah in 2019 I really became self-employed entirely okay yeah now as far as your learning now you 
those of us, if you have a, a picture, I would love for you to show it on the screen there because your level of detail is literally mind blowing. And it's like, uh, you know, there's a number of questions that I have. Uh, one is, did is this all just a, on feel for you? Or with all of your learning and books and, and interest in art, did you come up with a method or a style of drawing that you do or a process of drawing that you do that makes your work different? I'm uh, entirely self-taught. I never did any classes or I didn't learn anything from books related to art or anything. I, I just I just I just drew and I just practiced and just drew a lot and so eventually it came down to okay more and more realistic and 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 uh more and more detailed okay so then when would you say that you started in your youth what probably like as a child then you, the intrigue of drawing began Yes, when, when I was really little, as soon as I could hold a pencil, I was always drawing. And when I was little, I drew uh, roadmaps and, and uh, cartoony creatures and things like that. And um, and really slowly, gradually throughout the years, it just became more realistic stuff. And um, the drawing itself, when I was like really little, I, I, I enjoyed it to create something from scratch. But also I noticed that whenever I was drawing, people left me alone because I had so many troubles with communicating. I found it scary and, and a lot of anxiety when I was among people because they would ask me questions or go trying to have a conversation with me. And I just couldn't process it. I couldn't. Uh, understand their uh, yeah their words or or express myself with words uh, back so it made me feel safe safe to be left alone which happens while when I was drawing now you have some photographs you listen to music uh, a picture of you while you're drawing uh, you have a parrot on your shoulder yeah um, you, you're completely lit up in enjoyment of what you're doing you can tell by the expression in your eyes in the photograph so what has been the biggest evolution of your artwork um is it more realistic um as you've gotten older or what is it you're doing now that you weren't doing when you first started drawing um yeah the realism the the drawing realistic animals and also making it like really detailed, like my latest, uh, my drawing, which is three by six foot. It's uh, um, a drawing of downtown Montreal cityscape. And I drew literally all the all the buildings exactly as they are with the, uh, the right amount of windows in it. And uh, it took me 830 hours in total. That's yeah, uh, 30 hours. Yeah. I love it. Now, um, when you uh, when you're doing your artwork, what is the motivation behind when you make a drawing? Well, a big part is to make a living. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I so yeah, it, it's but also the passion I have. I really choose a topic. Okay, this is what I'm in the mood for to draw, like like an elephant or or indeed that cityscape, just to challenge myself. I love to challenge myself to like, like okay, that's going to be like really big, like the Montreal cityscape, and to really put so much work and hours in, and, and dedication into it. It just makes me feel good to, to, to like challenge myself in such a way. Yeah. 
This is amazing. Now, um, not all of your drawings are that large. Typically, what huh. is an average size drawing that you do and how long does it take you to complete one? Oh, uh, yeah, average size drawing. Um, uh, mm, I think average size drawing would be about 24 by 36 or something like that. But I I drew I drew much smaller or much smaller around like eleven by eleven by seventeen fourteen by seventeen uh twenty four by thirty six um size like that but but now I'm like gearing towards just large scale a large a large scale drawings I'm just more interested in making much more large scale drawings and. Um, if you look at a drawing I did a few years ago of, of a lion, um, which was uh, yeah around twenty four by uh, thirty six inch, that that would that would take me about hundred and twenty hours, something like that. Now you are um, rather well known through the internet and the sources the on Facebook and some of the social medias, and you're an autistic advocate and you're asked to be a speaker um when was the first time you spot spoke on behalf of autism in the netherlands was the very first time through an organization um that was the very first time um yeah i was like right before i immigrated to montreal now are you still doing speaking or it was just something that happened for a little while it's I still do that, but but thank due to COVID, the pandemic, it has it was yeah it Slowed didn't down. really uh during uh that, that those like uh about two years in the last uh, three years, um not many speaking uh opportunities, but now it's starting to pick up again. I notice so that's good. Now, besides being an artist, you're also an author. And you wrote a book on 2020, Connecting with the Autism Spectrum. Yes. That's, um, how did this come to be and, and what is it about? I was uh, hired. I was contacted by a, a, a publishing agency, publishing company called Callisto. They contacted me and they said, hey, we want to publish a book about uh, about autism. And we found you on YouTube and and." Um, so um, they were wondering if I was interested in writing it, and uh, and um, yeah, I was interested. Uh, I I wanted. I was thinking about writing a book for many years already, but it's it's quite a chaotic process to like how are you gonna um, organize your book like into chapters because there's so much overlap with with certain aspects, and so I always got stuck at that and. But they already had the whole outline done. With like in this chapter, you're gonna write about this, and in that that section, you're gonna be writing about that. And so that that made it possible for me to to write that book. Would you consider writing more books? Um, I, I'm not sure. I think I I prefer to just stick mostly with my artwork. Yeah, it's not like I have now. Okay, I'm gonna write another book. It's like. I wouldn't even know what to write about, actually. So. <laughs> well, um, what I want to do is is uh, I want to share with the audience where they can find your work on your social medias and websites and so forth. Would you share with me that information? Sure, yeah. I mean, I have my own website, remnantsartwork.com. 
Um, people can also find me on Instagram, on on TikTok, uh, under uh, uh, Remrov underscore artist. Um, I'm also on Facebook, uh, Facebook page, uh, Remrov's artwork. Um, yeah, and LinkedIn, um, and Twitter. And now we've arrived at the point where I would like to ask you, how would you like to leave your mark? With um, with my drawings, um, I find it important because um, my love of animals, that people look at the animals through my eyes. Um, but also what I find really important is that art has not necessarily been seen as a disability. Like no matter what you struggle with in life, um, we all have our, our weaknesses, but also our strengths. And, and it's really diff, uh, important to focus on your strengths and to build on that. And, and, to, and I believe everybody can thrive if you just follow your dreams and, and, and never give up. That's beautiful. I agree 100%. Nice. Well, Casey, uh, it was a pleasure having you on today and, and hearing about your journey and climbing into your world for a little bit. And I want to thank you for coming by. Well, thank you, too. I know it was uh, nice. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. <laughs>